0: Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I want to thank the Lord His grace that I'm able also to come and minister to you wherever you are able to listen. From once again, this is uh, Pastor Dennis out of order from Freedom Experience Ministry that is in Kampala, Uganda. I know that if you have been following us, you are so much blessed with our wonderful ministry of the word, and I know that. Uh, Um, If you keep on listening, you are going to become that which God purposed even when he called you for ministry. I want to uh, continue with our teaching series. Uh, This is the Freedom Streams program. Now with the Freedom Streams program, we are always bringing you wonderful uh, detailed teachings in the word of God. Showing you the plan of God and even to dispense Christ to you as a believer for the formation of the church the body of Christ is going to consummate into the new Jerusalem and we must all be owned and even built by Christ until this Christ is revealed magnified and even expressed in our day to day life so with this word you are always ministering to your spirit that you may experience and enjoy Christ we have been talking about our teaching series are uh, called experiencing God's New Testament plan, God's New Testament economy. We have talked a lot, and this is episode 51. I believe that if you have been with us by enjoying the previous episodes, in case you don't know where to find them, just go uh, and download our application that is Freedom Experience app. Now, when you come on Freedom Experience app, there are many categories. We have grouped our teachings in categories so you should look for uh, the category that says "God's New Testament plan. That's where you can find all these episodes in order. So you can also visit our website at freedomexperienceministry.org Follow through. Find the tab that takes you to where podcasts are. You will have them aligned in sets for you. But also we have part platforms uh, of for podcast where you are able to find us even those of you that are using iPhone you can search for freedom streams uh, those of you that are using Google podcast those of you that are using Spotify we are having some um, platforms where you can locate our messages even here this that is a wonderful platform that you can find us so I have been talking about Recently uh, God is works His work We talked about God His work and we discovered that God uh, has been working From eternity past And is still working We had our scripture in John five seventeen, Whereby Jesus said that My father is working Until now And we had to find out where and when Did the, the father begin his work And we discovered it was in eternity past They began to work Making the divine economy Choosing The believers before the foundation of the world Destinating the believers for the foundation of the world And we also saw another one Which is probably making a council Among the trinity Of the Godhead Concerning the coming A creation and redemption Then today we must proceed with something that is uh, our continuation. We saw in eternity past God was working. Now let us come to in the old dispensation. We have seen him working before eternity uh, before creation in eternity past. Now we are proceeding with uh, his work in the Old Testament all in the old dispensation. Now we see that God is work the old dispensation was his work in the Old Testament the old dispensation was God's old administrative arrangement old economy now in the Old Testament as well as in the New Testament God had a plan God had an economy he had a dispensation an administrative arrangement number one we are going to see creating the universe his work God was busy creating a universe glory to God now in Acts chapter 17 verse 24 Paul speaks of God as the God who made the world and all things in it now this was a very strong injection against both the atheistic uh, Etuparians who did not acknowledge the creator you see Paul encountered many people that had different beliefs, and there were those that were called the atheistic Epicureans, and there were those that were called the Anthiatic Stoics. Now, these are all categories of people that had their own beliefs. You read Acts seventeen twenty-four, and even verse eighteen. Uh, in these, in his preaching. Even in Acts 14:15, Paul also spoke of the living God who made the heavens and the earth, and the sea and all things in them. Now, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 and 9, we see that the motive of God's creation was his desire and pleasure. He carried out the work of creation in order to fulfill his good pleasure. And to satisfy his good pleasure God's creation fulfills his desire And accomplishes his purpose It it also reveals his desire in the universe And manifests his purpose in eternity You see that anything we make expresses our desire If I make something it expresses what I want to see Although we may not say very much, the things we make manifest our purpose. So even God created to manifest his purpose. When God created the heavens and the earth, he certainly had a purpose. By his creation, we can see that God had a desire and a purpose. First of all, God's purpose in his creation is to glorify the Son of God. That one we see in Colossians chapter 1 Verses 15 to Verses 19 He wants to In his purpose he wants to glorify The son of God The Bible says in Colossians 1 15 Talking about the preeminence of Christ It says who is the image Of the invisible God firstborn of all creation It says for in him Were all things created In heavens and upon the earth Things visible and things invisible, whether be thrones or dominions, all principalities, all powers, all things have been created through him and unto him. And he says that and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. They subsist. Verse eighteen says that and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning. The firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the So, he says that For it was the good pleasure Of the Father That in him Christ should do all the fullness well Now when you look unto this you see That God's purpose in his creation Is to glorify Son of God That is the first thing we can see And secondly, God's creation Manifests God Although God's divine power And his divine characteristics Are invisible Man and have some understanding of them through the things made by God. For example, Paul comes to the Romans in chapter 1, verse 20, and he tells them that for the invisible things of Him, since the creation of the world, we are clearly seen, being perceived through the things that are made, even His everlasting power divinity that they may be without excuse. In other words, there are physical things that are created by God that can bring understanding to man, to know that there is a God. So why did God create the heavens and the earth? because we need to know and according to the Bible the heavens are for the earth and the earth is for man. Bible says in Zechariah, 12 verse 1 it says that God stretched forth the heavens, laid the foundations of the earth, and formed a spirit of man. Now here we see that the heavens are for the earth, the earth is for man, and man with the spirit is for God. That is the cycle. So the basis of God is work in creation was God's will and God's plan this you can read with me Ephesians 1.10. We saw that in God's plan and in God's will, he purposed something in himself. He says in Ephesians 1:10, and unto a dispensation of the fullness of the times, to sum up all things in Christ, the things in the heavens and the things upon the earth. In him praise the name of Jesus. So, we see that God has got uh, a work He works in creation uh, Which is His will and His plan Revelation chapter 4 verse 11 Says that all things were created According to God's will God is a God of purpose Having a will for His own pleasure He created all things for His will That He might accomplish and fulfill His purpose We need to know God's will God has a will and according to that will he conceived his plan his economy according to that will and plan he created all things meaning that the things we see they are according to his plan there is nothing that is a mistake in God's creation so although creation was God's work the means of his creation were the son of God Jesus was the means. We have read in Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 to 16. We can read Hebrews chapter 1 verses 2. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says in Hebrews 1 that, uh, as at, okay, let, let me begin with verse 1. God, having of all time spoken unto the fathers, into the prophets, by diverse portions and diverse manners, As at the end of these days Spoken unto us in his son Whom he appointed Heir of all things Through whom also made Worlds Now the means of creating the world was Jesus Christ Was the son of God And it was also By the word of God Remember the Bible says In Hebrews chapter 11 Verses 3 says that by faith we understand that the worlds have been framed by the word of God that the things that which is seen has not been made known, made out of the things which appear so even John 1 uh, verse 1 to 3 says in the beginning was word word was with God, the word was God, this very word God used it to create the world so the New Testament really tells us that God created the universe through Jesus Christ as the Son of God and the Word of God. Now this speaks of Christ as the means of creation. Christ is the means of creation. Now if Christ is the means of creation, it means that He is the means of everything we desire. is the means of everything you want to uh, pursue or to accomplish. Christ is still the means. When we read back in Colossians 1 16 it says, Because in him were all things created, in the heavens and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether the thrones, all lordships, all rulers, all authorities, all things have been created through him and unto him. Yet regarding uh, to Christ as the word John 1 3 says all things came into being through him and apart from him nothing came into being which has come into being praise the name of Jesus so we see that only God can create create means to bring something into existence out of nothing God is the unique creator Man can make something out of that which was created by God, but only God can create. Only God can create, and we should recognize this unique creator. Let us begin to see number two, what was God doing in the old dispensation. We have seen first of all, He was creating the worlds. He was creating the heavens and the earth. Number two, we see what God was working in the old dispensation was that he was creating man, determining mankind's appointed seasons and boundaries of dwelling. Now, after creating the universe, God created man and he determined mankind's appointed seasons and boundaries of dwelling. Concerning this Acts chapter 17 verse 26 says and he made from one every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth determining the appointed seasons and the boundaries of their dwelling Hallelujah so the, the one here they are talking about refers to them God not only created mankind Determined mankind's appointed seasons and boundaries of dwelling, and after creating mankind, God preserved, even preserved Uganda. He preserved America. You see, after it was discovered, um, uh, for example, America. After it was discovered by Europeans, a great many people migrated there. You see, the same applies. People have been migrating to nations places So dealing no, number 3 uh, that God was doing in the Old Testament dispensation um, the old times was he was dealing with fallen mankind from Adam to Noah Now as a part of his work God dealt with fallen mankind from Adam to Noah The history here of this Is recorded in the Old Testament, but it is nevertheless referred to even in the New Testament. In the New Testament, we can see certain things God did in Old Testament times. For example, rejecting Kine and justifying Abel. Now, in rejecting Kine and justifying Abel, we see that God was dealing with the fallen. Mankind. God rejected Cain and justified Abel. He says in the book of Hebrews 11, 4, by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice, and Cain, through which he obtained testimony that he was righteous, God testifying to his gifts. That is Hebrews chapter 11, verses 4. Now, according to typology, Abel Ebo's more excellent sacrifice was a type of Christ Is the real better sacrifice As mentioned in Hebrews 9.23 Christ is the better sacrifice So we see Cain offered to God the fruit of his own labor And that's why God denied it Because it didn't carry any blood he Brought the fruit of the ground With no blood of, for shedding Eight man had already fallen man needed blood now this means that he had rejected God's way Ain rejected God's way of redemption he didn't recognize the blood which he must have heard from his parents God's way of redemption was that was that of sacrifice in which blood was to be shed remember the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 that for without the shedding of blood is no forgiveness of sins and here comes Cain to offer sacrifice which has not shed blood, God had rejected so instead of caring for God's way, we see that Cain went on to invent his own way of worshipping God according to his own concept just like religious people they are worshipping God according to their own concept not according to God's way salvation in Jesus Christ. So, we see that God did not even accept Cain's offering. Although Cain should have realized that what God wanted was a sacrifice with a shedding of blood, he did not offer such a sacrifice. Rather, what Cain did was, Cain went on to worship uh, worship God according to his own concept without even the shedding of blood. see, his offering was an insult to God. It was an abomination in his sight and he rejected it. There's nothing bad as you to come to go to worship. Yet, your worship becomes an insult. Your giving becomes an insult. See, that good thing you do in the house of God becomes an insult because you are doing it according to your own concept. Not according to principles of the word of God of the spirit so in contrast with, to Cain, Abel did not present this his sacrifice according to his concept, no he had learnt about uh, the blood that Jesus, uh, that God had sacrificed, uh, like sacrifice for them when they sinned them and Eve and he dressed them with the sk- skins blood was shed so he knew about the story and he had to follow God's way of salvation. He worshipped God according to His revelation. So we see that Abel realized that he needed an offering with the shedding of blood, because Abel knew that he had he had been born of a fallen, fallen parents, and that he was sinful. He offered some firstlings of his flock with the shedding of blood for redemption. Therefore was justified by God. Now let us continue to see our part B. In uh, uh, Here we are talking about what was involved in rejecting, uh, rather what was involved in dealing with fallen man from Adam to Noah. We have seen A, God was busy working out, rejecting kind and justifying Abel. In part B we are saying God was busy working translating Enoch from death you see he was busy working dealing with fallen man Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 says by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he obtained the testimony it was well pleasing to God You see God's work in the old dispensation Included his Translating Enoch from death You see The reason God took Enoch away Was that he should not see death His being Kept away from death was God's ultimate salvation Enoch enjoyed and partook of God's salvation To the fullest in that God took him away Enoch was the first person to be raptured. And because the first mention of a thing in the Bible establishes the principle of that thing a case of Enoch the first mention of the rapture establishes the principle of rapture. It means if Enoch was taken by God we are going to be raptured. The principle of rapture is to be matured in life by walking with God. As we walk with God in our day-to-day life, we mature in God until he raptures us. God, and not rapture a person is not yet mature in him, is not yet ripe enough. Bible says in Genesis five twenty-two to 24 Enoch walked with God for 300 years and then God took him away. Now, we see that before Enoch was translated by God obtained, the Bible says in, uh, in Hebrews 11 6 that he obtained that testimony that he was well pleasing to God. Now to please God you know it takes faith. That's why Hebrews eleven six goes on to say now without faith it is impossible to be well pleasing to him. He who comes forward to God must believe that he is, that God exists, that God is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Meaning that Enoch believed God. Enoch had faith in God. And this faith pleased God. The more Enoch walked with God he was walking in faith. And God took him away. He did not see death. So this verse since it follows verses 5. It indicates that Enoch not only walked with God but he also believed. Enoch believed that there was a God Enoch believed and he began to seek out this God by believing that he is a rewarder. Glory to God. So it must have been believing in God and His seeking God that motivated him to walk with God. He believed God. sought God and he always wanted to walk with God till God took him away. Hallelujah. So eventually Enoch was rewarded by God. God gave him the reward of being translated, so that he would not see death. Glory to God. So, this all was part of God's work in the uh, in the old in the old dispensation. We want to continue to see what was God's work also in the old dispensation, which is judging. That is our part C. Judging the ungodly generation With the flood and delivering Noah and his family Out of the corrupted generation Now in his old Administrative arrangement God judged the ungodly generation With the flood and delivered Noah and his family Out of the corruption The corrupted generation You see in 2 Peter 2.5 It tells us that God did not spare The ancient world but guarded Noah the eighth Herod of righteousness when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. Praise the name of Jesus. To say that Noah was the eighth means that he was one of the eight. When First Peter 3:20 says the eighth, he was one of the eight. Noah was a Herod of righteousness. To be righteous and godly, all unrighteous and ungodly is a crucial is crucial with respect to God's governmental judgment. 2 Peter 2, 5-9 shows the detail of this. Because of time, I may not read there. But to be righteous is to be right with man before God and to be godly is to express God before man. To be righteous is to be right with man before God. And to be godly is to express God Before man, this was the manner of life um, Noah lived. Noah lived a life that that was right with man before God and was godly to express God before man. This saved him from the governmental judgment according to his righteousness. Noah did not preach the gospel, he preached God's righteousness over against the corruption of his generation. And Peter speaks of righteousness here because he, his emphasis is on God's government. You see that Noah's preaching of righteousness was related to God's government. God had told Noah that he would wipe out the world and that Noah should preach righteousness to his generation. God exercises his judgment upon that corrupted generation by bringing a flood the world of the ungodly. And we see that concerning Noah Hebrews eleven seven says by faith Noah having been warned against concerning the things not yet seen being devout prepared an ark of for the salvation of his house and through which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which was according to faith. So we see here that while Noah was preaching righteousness to his generation, he was also building the ark. Noah built the ark by faith, according to God's revelation, not according to his own concept. His building of the ark was absolutely against the tide of his generation. And by preparing the ark, he condemned the world. No one abides, no one besides Noah, Noah's family appreciated that work. The entire generation was contrary and condemning him. And after Noah entered into the ark, God shut him in. Genesis chapter 7 verse 16. And when the flood came upon the ungodly generation, Noah and his family were in the ark, protected, preserved, and saved glory to God. So now you see that God was busy doing something in the old dispensation and because of time I wish to stop here. I pray that the Lord bless you as you continue to follow and listen. This is Pastor Dennis. Until next time. Bye bye.